Rajan with Nothing's Off Limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, anything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, one of the goals of Real Talk with Rajan is to shine a light on the great things that are happening right here in the Low Country. We have amazing things going on all across the country and we take all the time we can to talk about the negative things that are happening. But right here, right now in Charleston, we have people doing amazing work that I love taking the opportunity to highlight. And tonight, I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Troy T. McLean Jr., who is the founder, co-founder of an evening of excellence, Masquerade Ball. Thank you so much for joining me, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Awesome, 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 you know. So for those who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, my name is Troy Tyrone <laughs> McLean uh, Jr. Funny story about my name. Maybe I'll tell y'all in the, uh, I guess, when we get deep into the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am born and raised right here in Charleston, South Carolina. Come from a family of seven, uh, five boys, uh, two girls. And uh, I am, I guess you could say, a man of many things. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, I'm just a man of the community, you know. Um, favorite quote, my favorite person is Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. You know, he says, not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great mm. because greatness is determined by service. Absolutely. And I aim to serve my community in whatever capacity that I can. Whatever capacity that I can. Okay, good stuff. So let's let's run down. Cause me, and you, you've been on the show before, but I've never actually been able to have a one on one with you because you right. know, you're a very very busy man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for those who don't know, the many ways that you do serve the community, what what are just a few of them? Um, one in particular. Uh, well, right now, I'm actually I work for a presidential campaign. Um, presidential campaign Bernie Sanders hashtag Build Burn. Mm, mm. Regional field director of the Low Country. Um, I'm also an author. I published my first book. Uh, it's entitled uh, "I Want It All: mm-hmm. uh, Practical Principles to Living Your Best Life." Um, now, um, aside from that, I would consider myself a political and social activist. Um, I try to stay informed and engaged as to what is going on, mm. um, so that our people can be informed and engaged. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't force anyone to make the decisions in which I leaning more towards mm-hmm. but in all in all things you know education is currency uh so the most powerful uh, form of uh i guess money is knowledge yeah right knowledge is power but applied knowledge is is, is even more um, detrimental to what we can or cannot do so mm-hmm. i try to be involved and i educate i allow social media to be a uh, a platform in which i can do what we're doing in real life yeah. you know Aside from that, I was blessed and fortunate to uh, find an organization called the I Am Foundation, mm-hmm. where we mentor boys. It's instilling ambitious men. Yes. Anywhere from elementary and on to high school, the plan is to um, it is to prepare them for life outside or life beyond school. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we focus uh, we target specifically on uh, whether or not you want to go to high school. I mean, whether or not you want to go to college. Uh, whether or not you want to uh, find a, a career, whether or not you want to be an entrepreneur, or whether or not you want to be in the military. Mm. 
uh, hopefully it is our plan or my plan to to really hone in on one of those four uh, components so that post high school they would be prepared and equipped and ready to go down one of the four of those roads. Aside from that, you know, I love my family, you know, my spare time, you know, I love history, you know, I love to travel, work at the airport part time, um, and I also do radio. Mm -hmm. So I'm on heaven 100.1. Come on, somebody. So, you know, radio <laughs> voices came out. <laughs> Three until eight, um, every day except Saturday. So if you're not doing anything, uh, tune into the show. In addition to that, you don't have to be in your car. All you have to do is go to, on your phone, heavenradiofm.com, and uh, you click the little connect button up top, and you can tune in. If you tune in, I'll give you a shout-out. You just never know. You might hear your name on the radio. See? See? So you just ran down, like, everything. Yeah. So you do everything. Um, everything yeah. So let's, let's, let's start sort of where it all began. Um, so you, you, you genuinely have a heart for service, and that's something that I've, I've known about you since I've known you, um, yeah. is that you, you really want to serve and you want to be impactful in the community. Yeah. Um, where, where does that stem from? Um, I think it probably stems from uh, legacy. Mm -hmm. um, those of you that don't know, um, my grandfather is uh, uh, the Reverend Ed uh, Alton McLean mm -hmm. uh, Jr. And uh, he, is a, he is known to be a pioneer in the community. Um, he's a pastor. He was a pastor for 30 plus years, um, as well as he was on the radio for 30 plus years. He was a uh, principal. Um, he uh, founded an organization called the Interdenominational Ministry Alliance, mm. where community leaders of all different faiths and beliefs come together and they meet once a week to discuss uh, solutions or, or to discuss problems. Uh, and then to discuss um, solutions uh, to those problems, uh, regardless of whatever entity or faith uh, you you believe in, uh, they're more focused on trying to come up with problems to those solutions. In addition to that, he was a member of the school board, he was a member of the Aviation Authority Board, so I would like to believe that uh, what I am is a product of of whose I am, mm -hmm. absolutely, in terms of generationally and carrying on and out uh, the legacy that was instilled into me. You know, uh, I often like to say, uh, real um, parents, you know, of any sort, whether you're a mentor, a uh, greatest investment you can leave uh, for your children is not what you leave for them, rather what you leave in them. Mm. Um, so what my parents, uh, what my grandfather's left into. My father and uh, my grandmother left into my mom, et cetera, et cetera. I would like to think I'm. Uh, they're just bearing the uh, the fruits of their investment, mm. um, and, and and I hope to pay it forward and pay it uh, back in any way I can. Well, that's definitely something you know. The entire McLean family is pretty you know well known in the Low Country for their work you know in and around the community and state and shoot Katrina known around the world for you know playing basketball. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so man. you know um. And she's actually a coach now. She's yeah. yeah where's she coaching at? Uh, Fort Dorchester. At Fort? Okay, where? JV girls. Nice man. So shout out to Katrina McLean. I haven't met her in person yet. But my mom used to always tell me about her coming up. And then when she got an Olympic team, yeah. and I watched her there. And then she was in the WNBA, and I watched her a little bit there. So. Yeah. I definitely um, am a fan. And yeah, Aunt Sherry is like one of my favorite people in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Miss Sherry, man, if you watching, you know I love you, Miss Sherry, if you watch. I tell people, man, it, it's it's both a uh, a blessing and a curse to be mm -hmm. in the lane. 
Yep. <laughs> and, they say, and they say, why? You know, because it does not matter what area I I venture into. Um, one of my family members yeah. ventured in there. Then you got Woody, yeah. who was Bobby Brown in, in the uh, New Edition movie and yeah. the, the Bobby Brown movie. Yeah. So y'all, y'all just, man, like, y'all yeah. everywhere, man. Yeah, 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 they did. So, they got all the talent. I just I tried to do nah, it. Nah, stop playing. Stop playing. If you've been to a midnight musical, that they you done ran in Detroit a couple times. Probably so. Probably so. Okay. Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> so man, like with all that in mind, like how like how are you able to find your niche? Because I'd imagine that in being in a family, you know, that large, as large as your family is, yeah. um, how was it how how hard was it for you to find your own lane that you would operate in and not maybe try to duplicate what your grandfather's done? Um, well, first, you know, my grandfather always, we have frequent talks, man. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people tell me now, you know, they wish they had, you know, what I have in terms of my grandfather still being here. Absolutely. Um, so he, you know, him and I have a lot of conversations and he makes it a priority for me to, uh, to be me. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's one thing to try to fill someone's shoes, but Mm -hmm. it's another thing just to follow their footsteps. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, you know, I think it, I think it may have been, um, Sir Walter Raleigh that said, you see further while standing on the shoulders of giants. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, I don't try to be, uh, him. I just try to be me. Mm. Um, and, and in, and in doing that, uh, throughout the years with me, um, you know, with my struggles and trials and tribulations, I think I found myself by finding what, identifying what I wanted to be, mm. right, you know, and once I identified that, it was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, like, I'm a huge Les Brown fan. Yes, definitely. And his story, you know, I was talking the other day, is very uh, similar to to my story in terms of failing and, and struggling and labeled as if I had a learning disability, mm-hmm. and the list goes on and on. And then finding, uh, listening to him and various other people that I just am intrigued and uh, just moved by, you know, uh, it's one thing to want to be like somebody, uh, but it's another thing to see characteristics of them within you. Absolutely. And, and in doing that, I, I found that, you know what, wow, I think I want to be able to tell my story uh, to people around the world, mm-hmm. you know, because it's often the person that no one's imagined anything mm-hmm. that usually go on and do the things that no one can imagine. Absolutely. And to be able to tell your story your way, yeah, you know, man. as opposed to other people, because that's another thing we look at, you know, um, I always look at like Hollywood and how, you know, it's set up where a lot of times you have people telling the stories of African-Americans who aren't African-American. Um, you know, you have Absolutely. stories who are telling, you have, you know, stories, people telling stories of what happened in China who are not Chinese. True. And it's like, so that's how you end up with, you know, uh, what is it? The last, last samurai starring Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like, things of that nature. You got them uh, on the Great Wall of China starring Ben Affleck. And, like, th- yeah. these things happen because people aren't able to tell their own stories. So I love you how you've taken your story, yeah. you've taken ownership of your story, and you've been able to spread it. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I often tell people, uh, I heard somebody say something that, that was not just quotable. It was actually true, right? Mm. Uh, facts tell, but stories sell, mm. right? Because uh, the way the human, the way that we're generally made up is that we're we're more prone to listen to somebody's story mm-hmm. than we are somebody telling us factual information. Ah, okay. Because because we are more, we're we are more uh, driven by our senses than we are our intellect. Mm. You know, have you ever been in? 
court and you hear somebody say, you know, you know they did something, and the judge say, well, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. to a lot of uh, speakers of any sort uh, tell stories incorpor they incorporate stories within their message because stories have a way of making a person feel connected okay. and making a person feel like wow he went through that or she went through that and it's more I guess it's real um, in a sense so mm -hmm. that's why I, I have learned from people like yourself mm -hmm. and just um, a myriad of people who have phenomenal stories to to really um, personalize my own mm -hmm. to tell it in a way to where it was truthful it was in, you know it was honest it was impactful um, and it was touching and uh, through that experience I've been blessed to um, connect and share with a lot of people and I'm grateful awesome so so I, I think I want to ask this question because people always see you know um, especially in this age of social media where you know people put their best foot forward all the time. Everybody's yeah. living their best life all yeah. the time. Nobody's ever having a down day. Without going too far into detail, yeah. what is the worst you can remember feeling, and, and how did you deal with that? Oh man, um, the worst thing for me is really, uh, really facing um, what I had been through, mm. right? Um, you know, um, uh, Bishop Rudolph McKissick said, God can't fix what you won't face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So we often want to avoid the truths that have happened to us, um, whether it was, uh, failure in, in school, uh, whether it was rejection, uh, whether it was being stepped on, whether it was betrayal. Um, it's just willing to understand that a loss is not a loss, it's a lesson. Mm. To learn to appreciate the pain, the pain, mm -hmm. it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, it was, you know, it's hard to really name one incident that really was like, oh, you know, yeah. it's a lot of uh, things that has transpired that has been, you know, hurtful, you know, but, but you know, uh, from those experience, I, I, you know, I just put up a status the other day, I have learned to uh, accept that all of those experiences has been nothing more than fertilizer being used mm -hmm. to plant the seed that is within me. Yeah. And next year, hopefully, well, next year, I believe and I know that all of my experiences, um, especially the bad ones, yeah. you know, because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. So I may look at it as it was happening uh, to me, but God was looking at it as it was happening. Me. Absolutely, and I I wanted to use that um, opportunity to ask to ask that question because so many times, and this interview is a little different than my normal interviews are because one we're actually friends, yeah. and so I'm not really. I'm so honored, you guys. I'm to, here. To we be, go. You know what, man? I am so honored here to we, be sitting here next here to uh, Rashawn Lewis. Man, you know what, man? This brother can really sing. You know, I was in the office man, and I heard him singing the other day, and I said. Hey, you know, Hello, who is that? You know, aside from him being able to speak, saying all that good stuff. But not like, I'm humble. No, whatever, man. Anyway, but like, I, I, I always like, I don't need to take this interview time to get to know you like I would a lot of other people. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I know you so, and I also know that you're a thinker. And a lot I of times, so. a lot of times we don't get to hear our thinkers speak about their thinking. Yeah. We get to hear, we hear the process thought. Yeah. So you know, you get sent six, seven questions. You prepare for those six or seven questions. And then you spot out what you've rehearsed. 
But sometimes, you know, being able to 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 do that in in the process of thinking, we find some things that that may not otherwise have presented themselves. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I I, I like I, I wanted I wanted to go there with you a little bit there. Plus, also again, I always think it's important, especially in the age where we're talking about things like mental health and protecting your protecting your your peace and all these things. What kind of methods that people like us are using that will allow us to? Keep going because those bad things happen. You may not show them on social media; they're happening. You may not, I may not, but they're happening. And when they're happening, somehow, some way, God continues to keep carrying us forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when those things happen for me, I, I am real uh, private. Like I have, mm-hmm. a, I have a unique way of not. At least I, at least I think I do, of not um, revealing what it is that I'm going through. You know, a songwriter says, you don't know my story. Mm-hmm. You know, on and on and on. What I had to go through to get here. Mm-hmm. You'll never understand my pain. But anyway, um, so for me, you know, I confide in in those individuals such as yourself. You know, him and I just had a real honest uh, conversation about some things that I was dealing with yeah. personally. Yeah. In addition to that, you know, uh, meditation and, I, and I, I listen to a lot of things um, repeatedly. You know, people say, well, how did you get the, you know, the mindset of where you are um, now dealing with uh, different things that you go through? Like, I listen to so many different people mm-hmm. on YouTube. You know, uh, if, if you let me tell it, you know, T.D. Jakes and, uh, and uh, E.T., mm-hmm. Eric Thomas and Tony Robbins, you know, we didn't wake up. I say we. I mean, like, Rashawn and I or... Kevin Hart's or your Steve Harvey's or your Oprah Winfrey's or your Tyler. They didn't wake up one day. Oh, you can, I can use somebody closer to me. Uh, Woody McClain. Mm-hmm. I didn't wake. They Those guys, those individuals didn't wake up to uh, the way they are and just became that particular person. Right, right, right. That happened over years of discipline, years of, of, of meditation, years of, of being honest with yourself. One mm-hmm. quote I, I read and said, you know what, um, the, instead of me working hard on all of those other things, the hardest thing I'm going to work on is myself. Boom. I love right? that. Because I love when that. you work on yourself, yeah. you're honest enough to say, well, I have I really made an honest commitment to change this or to change that mm-hmm. or to change this or to change that. And if you're honest with yourself, man, you, you'd be surprised what, you're, what you actually... Um, are willing to change, but mm-hmm. most people aren't honest with themselves. Yeah, you know, we we, yeah. we we find excuses to justify yeah. what we're doing, absolutely, or what we haven't done, or what or what or why we shouldn't do what God is saying we ought to do. Yeah, and it's always somebody else's fault. Sure, um, that's sure, that's something sure. you know I always talk to, especially like dealing with youth as much as we do. Um, one thing I always tell youth that I deal with is always find yourself in the situation. Yeah. No matter what the situation is, the person you may think the other person is one hundred percent wrong. Find what you did wrong in that situation, because even if your reaction to what happened was wrong, you're still wrong in that regard. So you have to find yourself in the situation and be able to deal with it. And that's something I always tell my students. I tell my wife that. I tell myself that all the time. Um, it's very few things that are happening in my life that I'll completely blame somebody else for, mm. at all. Um, just because, like, I know that I'm not perfect. I'm fallible, fallible. And when you have that kind of, you know. Self consciousness, that 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 knowledge of yourself, yeah, yeah. It, it makes you a lot more humble and it keeps you from from getting too high on yourself because you realize like 
I can screw up just like anybody else. Right. And if I think, and I can't fix what you do, but I can always fix me. Right. I can always work on me. I can always, you know, I can always pray for that person and pray that that person grows. Yeah. But Lord, work on me. Let me know, you know, where my flaws are so that I can, I can correct that. Come on, man. And stop playing with me, man. Anyway, so we're gonna keep rolling with you. So you talked about we talked about your work um within you, you mentioned, you know, the, the mentoring program. Um what made you want to be a mentor? What made you want to go that route? Um I think what I think I figured there was a lot more people out there like me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um that were going through uh similar things or that maybe viewed uh, failure as a setback as opposed to a setup mm-hmm. or a comeback, mm-hmm. right? So I, and especially after connecting with Les Brown, mm-hmm. I figured, man, what other way could I give back to really, you know, instill, to empower, to cultivate, to culminate, and to germinate greatness that mm-hmm. lies within each young man, you know, especially what's going on within the society was going on yeah. within the world yeah. right now. Most people don't know if you Google uh, a black man or uh, you Google um, something so simple, the imagery, most of most of the images come mm-hmm. back is negative. showing us mm-hmm. in a negative connotation, Absolutely. right? That's crazy. So I figure if, if God could do that for me, mm-hmm. then who am I not to pay it forward? Absolutely. Back to, back to those uh, who, because... To be honest with you, none of us came, none of us grew into who we are today without having to be developed, without having somebody to spank us or mature us mm-hmm. in, in a way that if we would see somebody for what they could be, then maybe they would be what they could be yeah. because somebody saw the potential that lied within them uh-huh. when there was no evidence that would suggest that they were going to be what they could be. Absolutely. Right. So that that was my mentality when it came on down to, you know, mentorship and as to why um, the Iron Foundation was formed. And, you know, I, I remember calling yourself mm-hmm. and Ricardo and Sam and just asking for different, you know, different advice, asking for counsel mm-hmm. as it pertains to certain things. And I didn't know what I was getting into then, um, but the commitment and, and dedication that, it, that mentorship requires um, once you see the reward of, of what you know I spoke with a couple of parents and a couple of parents uh, told me the other day that, that their son was on the AB honor roll and I think about the, the times that, mm-hmm. that he was uh, uh, Lord have mercy <laughs> I think about the times that he was uh, he was a troubled young man um, but he did what he needed was, was someone to just hold him and and remind him of who whose he is, and yeah. who he is, and who's he becoming. Mm-hmm. So that 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 is my whole approach when it comes to mentorship. You know, um, I often say that success is not success until those who have been successful can successfully birth successors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because real legacy is not even seen. Right. Right. So I may think I'm doing wonderful things, but if it does not. Uh, I think it was uh, Miles Monroe said, if your success does not outlive you, then what have you done? Absolutely. Which is why Christianity is arguably one of the most successful uh, religious faiths because Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and yet here we are still echoing his name. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the I Am Foundation, you know, 
I, I remember when I, I started, when I, what I wanted to do, when I was getting into mentorship, and I called you, and I was like, hey, man, I got this idea for a mentoring program. He's like, yo, I was about to call you because I have an idea for a mentoring program. Oh, yeah. And, like, I remember that conversation that night, and it was always good because, like, that's just always who you've been to me. Like, I, yeah. I just think, you know, and I, I've been amazed at the work you've been able to do. Yeah. What's been the most rewarding part of the mentorship aspect of it? Um, for me, it, it's, it's, I don't even think that I have fully been, I don't think that I fully experienced the rewarding part of it mm. um, yet because it's it's so ongoing. Yes. Right. That you know, um, and I I almost view life like that, like there's no pinnacle uh, until we have until we have died. Mm. It's a journey, right? So you know, uh, I know that's a real deep answer, but that that's just true. You know, um, our program we start with uh, young boys, and the result of that. We don't really get to see that mature until they're on their own, right? Until they're uh, graduated high school. So we got, you know, we we as mentors, we like when we get the uh, praise reports mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, with the parents to say this or say that. Uh, but in reality, um, it's long enough to to hear something to remind you that you know what you're doing is making a difference, mm. right? What you're doing. But outside of that, I mean, it's just. It's so much work to be done mm -hmm. that you try not to focus on uh, a, a moment uh, versus the movement in which yeah. you are part of. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's um let's, let's go translate a little bit over tra trans transfer translate transition over to um talking about thank you so much uh, talking about <laughs> let's talk about the masquerade ball man what well before we get to masquerade ball because now that's the channel I want to I want to work my way into the channel yeah yeah, yeah. so um your work um uh, when we start talking about more of the private sector um we're talking about thing your work you've done I know you started out I believe um, once you originally you were doing like the church. You know, midnight, midnight musicals and, and hosting gigs like that, and then you started doing the Awakening series. Um, what was what was what was the basis for that for you? Oh um, yeah, we used to do something called Young Save and Love. Okay. Shout out to Dia Passion and Shakina Golf. Yep. And I like to give people uh, shout out and uh, the proper acknowledgement because they you know rightfully deserve them. Rightfully deserve it. Mm -hmm. um, they founded something called Young Save and Love. And what it was, it was a concept based on um, actually people, you know, young millennials uh, wanting to do something mm -hmm. uh, that didn't necessarily involve them having to go into certain arenas. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to appreciate music. They wanted to appreciate good conversations. Right. Vibes, et cetera, et cetera. So they, you know, they're from New York. They were newly saved at the time. And they moved to Charleston. And they were like, yo, I want to. I want to do something. So, mm -hmm. and they asked me to be a part of it. We were a part of it, and we were blessed to do a lot of amazing events. Um, you know, one uh, for our very first year, I remember uh, getting Alexis, Alexis Spite. Mm -hmm. uh, she was, uh, at the time, the second runner up. I think best. Joshua mm -hmm. Rogers had won that year. Mm -hmm. And then one year we had Lowell Pye. Uh, he used to sing with, uh, I want to say, Commission. Um, and then one year we had uh, Bishop Jason Nelson. Mm. Um, we did a worship experience uh, with Pastor Briggs uh, at Pastor Briggs Church. So from from then, you know, uh, I was very fortunate enough to 
I'll link up with Karen Thrower, mm -hmm. and we started something called the Awakening Series. Yeah. The Awakening Series was comprised of, um, at the time, I was frustrated as with, you know, as many of us are now, and we probably were then, mm -hmm. uh, with the, the lack of, um, I, I guess, the lack of economic power yeah. uh, that we yeah. as blacks have. Um, so I said, you know what, we should really start uh, circulating the money in our communities mm -hmm. more. Uh, so we started highlighting, uh, locating uh, local black businesses um, that wanted to let people know who they are, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what they sell, what they do, um, and, and how. Because I don't think there's a shortage on ideas. Right. I just think there's a shortage of how to make it a legit business. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's, you know, sole proprietorship, LLC, Secretary of State, mm -hmm. get you uh, a VIN number or EIN number. Right. Um, those are different things that we highlighted. So through that, we were able to introduce uh, businesses to people that didn't even know they existed. Wow. You know, case in point, Fresh Future Farms. Uh-huh. You know, she sells... Shout out to Mr. May. Yeah, you know, she has her own grocery store. Mm -hmm. People didn't know that there, there is a young lady who has her own uh, pharmacy, black-owned, mm -hmm. West yeah. Ashley. Yeah. You know, Chrissy yeah. Gleaton. Yes, they do, you yeah. Know, so people didn't Really know good spot, too. So I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, Focus? Focus, yeah, because my grandma goes there. That's my grandma gets her stuff. And I was actually really surprised at that, like how great it was. I didn't know it was black-owned. I knew nothing about it. I just walked in, and I was amazed. So, shout out to Focus. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy Gleaton, that's your name. I think it's off Sam Rittenberg. Mm -hmm. um, right by so, Panera Bread. Correct. So we were able to do some amazing things with the Awakening Series. And not it wasn't just an event. It was just it was an experience. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind the name is we would take a seed, have an idea that you would have, you would plant it in the ground, and we would awaken it. We would first awaken it and get you to the point to where you believe in it, plant it into the ground. And at the end of every event... Check this. We would give people a seed um, that they would go and plant, and their seed would represent their dream or their vision, mm -hmm. and you would have to water it. You would have to protect it. You would have to um, give it time mm -hmm. to mature, mm -hmm. and through that experience, man, we, we've gotten a lot of calls, and we were able to do some amazing things. Yeah, yeah. And from that... Transition into channel consulting. Correct. Channel consulting is what I'm doing now. Um, shout out to uh, Lady Twan. T or Twan uh, Richardson. She's my business partner. She's watching. What up, Miss Twan? And uh, we were able to do a lot of amazing things um, thus far. You know, the, the birthing place for channel consulting really starts, uh, the name is unique within itself. I said, God, I want to do something where I can um, be a beacon, where I can be a conduit to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, and their businesses, and then just in general. He said, come up with the name Channel Consulting. I said, well, why channel? He said, because when you look at a television, television has a plethora of channels, mm -hmm. right? But you might not like what I like, and mm -hmm. I might not like what you like. So right. In that, we are watching different channels. Yeah. But the channel that you are watching is connecting well with you, mm -hmm. and the channel that I am watching is connecting well with me. Mm. So in, in that aspect we gave it the name channel and our tagline or our mantra is your one connection away wow because like in, in reality when god wants to bless people 
he uses people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When yeah. the devil wants to curse people, he uses people. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to operate with the gift of discernment to be able to decipher and distinguish who was sent to do what. Right. But in order for us to do that, we have to get connected. Absolutely. Right? So that's the whole concept of what channel consulting is. What do we do? We actually, uh, hi, how are you? <laughs> we actually, we give people, we expose uh, their brand and, and or their business. Um, we actually do consultations, uh, coaching, we do events. Um, next month, we we have a new, uh, I'm gonna do, I'm giving her name drop, just so you guys can be on the lookout. Um, there is a, you know, a black chiropractor, mm-hmm. West Ashley, so she's our next, I ain't gonna give you too much, like he might fuss at me, <laughs> but um, that that is the gist of what Channel does. Um, so if you need us to help and or assist uh, you with your event, please hit up myself and or Lady T, and that brings me to the, uh, the evening of S- yes, right. So it's just good. You you should host the show, man. This is you're doing really cool with these nah, transitions, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> um, so the the evening of Excellence Masquerade Ball, um, December twenty seventh, going down to Friday night. Channel communicate channel channel consulting the channel consulting. Um, where did that idea come from? Um, Jason Kors. Shout out to Jason Kors. Jason Kors. I've been knowing Jason Kors since two thousand and eleven. Uh huh. I used to work at T Mobile, and I met him there. He's been doing some phenomenal, amazing uh, work uh, since then. Um, and he's like, yo, he does events. I've been doing events. You know, we just did a Seersucker at the Sundress. Uh, and then you know. He's been doing events, you know, so he's like, yo, we should get together and do something, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we got together, and him, I, and Lady T, we, took, we spoke, and he's like, yo, we should do a masquerade ball, mm-hmm. right? And originally, we were going to do it on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night, because, you know, after we eat all our food, we, we're looking for stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, then we transitioned into doing it on the 27th of December. Uh, the concept of it is you're going to get a little bit of everything, right? Uh, from 6 to 7, you're going to get what we call the Channel Connect Mixer. Mm-hmm. With people like Rashawn and uh, myself. and um, You never know who's going to be in right. the room. Right. Um, like I said, our, our, our model, our mantra is you're one connect away. Mm-hmm. The only way you know who's who is if you just say hello. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? So from 6 to 7 is going to be a Channel Connect Mixer. Um, and then from 7 until 10, uh, there will be uh, food, uh, there'll be a live band, there'll be music, there'll be giveaways. Uh, it's going to be a fun experience. And the most exciting part for me is I got, I somehow managed to get Rajon Lewis to come out. Yeah. Stop playing. Stop I, playing. I don't know. You know, the prayers of the righteous uh, <laughs> availeth much. So that for me is, is going to be a joy. It's going to be Yeah, man. So, I mean, I, I was actually really excited when the date changed. Like, the date changing for me was a good thing. Thanksgiving night is... That's I do family all night the whole night, so I usually don't go home till late. It must but have been the Lord. That's God, man. That's God. <laughs> but when I started to it moved to the twenty seventh, I was like, oh, the twenty seventh. Like, yeah. and then then it's Friday because Friday night is date night for me and my wife. Every Friday night is date night. Oh wow. So so that that fell right in the, the um the love soul experience was the same thing. Y'all did that in um in uh, Mount Pleasant. Oh, you were there? Yeah, I was there for that. Oh, like, yeah. bro, I'm, 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 I
wasn't my event, but I hosted it. Yeah, I remember. I, I bought tickets because you was the host. Right, I told bro. you what's up, playing with me, man. Right, bro. <laughs> but but I, I wanted to make sure, you know, one, um, it's a good opportunity to get the wife out the house. Um, and I would definitely recommend y'all you know, go ahead and put the real talk stamp on it. If you're if you're thinking looking at looking for something to do, you know, December twenty seventh, you want to get the wife out. Y'all haven't you, you getting your girl out. Y'all haven't been been anywhere in a while. She was like, why don't you take me somewhere? December twenty seventh, man, come on out. They're gonna be right at the Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza. I didn't even know where it's gonna be. I was gonna show up. It's cool. It's cool. I got a ticket, so it's cool. But um, but Crown Plaza seven six or seven is the mixer. Yeah. And then what happens after that? Six or seven is the mixer, and then we're gonna open it up into the main room, and there will be a live band. It's gonna be a little music. It's gonna be food. It's gonna be giveaways. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be a fun night. So you get. Get an opportunity. I don't know about you, but I myself, I like to dress up, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so uh, ladies will have on their gowns, uh -huh, their uh -huh. fall attire. Fellows will have on tuxes and you know some you know nice shoes. And you know if you decide to wear a mask, you can. Um, but if you don't, then you can just come as you come as you are. Uh, all in all, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun experience, and, um, and we are we are excited. We're excited. Also, if you are, um, if you have a business and you want to uh, be a vendor, we have maybe two slots available mm -hmm. left. Uh, so if you have a product that you want to sell, I'm sure Lady T is. Um, she already posted the link. Posting the link. Yep. Yep. Um, if you got any more questions about that, um, contact her. Um, she'll be able to answer any questions you have as it pertains to the event. Um, but we're excited, man. We're excited. Awesome. So again, December twenty seventh, six to start, six to seven is a network an event. After that, it gets rolling. You got live music. Who's the band? Uh, can't tell you, man. You got to be there, man. All right, all right. Yeah, it's going, it's going down. What's up, Tennessee? How everybody doing? Thank y'all so much for watching, man. This is really dope that you guys are watching. Um, I so might even ask Rashawn Lewis to give us a special selection. You know, you know. I don't know, man. I heard them saying the other night. <laughs> this guy. Let me let me find out. Okay, all right. This all right. guy. Here we go. But um, so we got the mixer coming up. Uh, the mixer and masquerade ball. Yeah. So what what's to come for the channel long term? Everything goes perfectly. What does it look like in ten years for the channel? Uh oh man. Um, hmm. Channel. Uh, we just like to help people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm reading a book. Um, Zig Ziglar is very famous for saying, uh, you help enough people get what they want, you, you will in turn get what you want, mm -hmm. right? It's not, for me, for us, it, it's really, we don't have events. We create experiences, mm -hmm. right? Because experiences are more impactful Absolutely. Uh, than events. It's like, well, what did they do, man? So when you come to the event on December 27th, it will not be like any event you've ever been to. And even if we spend, I won't even say spend, even if we invest a little more into making a memorable experience, then we are going to do that. Lady T and I will fight about it because I'm cheap. I don't like to spend money, you know. <laughs> but I will spend it if it means uh, leaving a lasting impression. And, and if it's an experience that, that it was like, wow, I did not expect that. Those are moments that we live for. As far as uh, events we have in the future, um, uh, like I said, we've, you know, we have um, 
we're going to be doing something with chiropractor uh, next month. You know, um, I'm deciphering whether or not I even, I even want to drop the name of the actual event. Mm -hmm. Just know it's going to be dope. All right. It's going to be dope. All right. You know, the name is, is, you know, you get an opportunity to meet with the chiropractor and um, it's going to be dope. From that, uh, we're also maybe looking at doing something on the yacht. Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, again, the purpose of these events is to connect people with other people. Yeah. Charleston is inundated with talented Absolutely. Uh, people doing a lot of amazing things. Absolutely. But people just don't know about them. Right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we want to create uh, events or experiences to where uh, you have an amazing time, you connect with amazing people, and you, from the experience that you have, uh, are able to have a lasting or build uh, and or create lasting relationships with other people from yeah. coming to the event. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love that, man. So what what is coming for Troy? What What is... What is if, if, you know, when Troy looks back, when Troy looks back, you know, I go all the way out there. When Troy, you know, is 75 years old and he's sitting in his rocking chair, what, what is going through Troy's mind what, that he's accomplished if everything goes the way you want it to go? Yeah, that's a loaded question. It is a loaded question, but I told you I want you to think tonight. Just, just, you, know, you could have texted me. That nah, day. I'm not texting you that. I'd, I'd have been ready, man. Nah, man, it's a conversation, yeah. Uh, for me, it is to do what my grandfather has done for me. Mm. It is to, um, it is to equip, it is to educate, and it is to pour into my grandson or my granddaughter what has been poured into me. And if I am blessed enough, like my grandfather, to see the seeds that I have sown, mature, um, grow up, and to be able to do the same thing. Because as we said earlier, uh, doesn't matter what I've done. Mm -hmm. You know, if yeah. I can't empower my seeds, and not even so much in a biological sense. Mm -hmm. if, I, if we can't empower our mentees to do what we do mm -hmm. and to do it better, we have failed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Failed. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess when I'm an old man, I'm old now. Old, <laughs> old. Right. But when I, when I get to be, you know, uh, 70, 80 years old, and I'm looking back over my life, I hope that I am having the same, if not similar conversations that my grandfather is having with me, with, with, with my seeds. Mm. I love that, man. I love that. Well, thank you so much for this interview, man. This has been amazing. Yes. Um, December 27th. It's going down an evening of excellence. An evening of excellence, masquerade ball, starting with the networking event from 6 to 7. After that, the night opens up, and we'll be dancing the night away until they kick us out. I will be there. Toya will be there. The squad will be there. Uh, my special friend, uh, Crystal Simmons, <laughs> shout out, sorry, Crystal Matthews, apologize, said, if you're married, you need to come with a mat with no mask on. <laughs> She's like, if you're married, come with no mask on. If you're single, you can wear a mask. All right? That's what she told me to pass on to y'all. I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. That's what she said. But you got any parting thoughts before we close out? Um, what I often say is that if you're on and you're watching and you uh, need an example of someone who did not, um, who wasn't qualified, who wasn't uh, looked at 
to be a, a success. You know, God doesn't call qualified. He qualifies the call. Mm. And I challenge you to identify who you are, whose you are, and to live your purpose with purpose, on person, on purpose. Mm -hmm. Because it's often the person that no one imagines anything of that go on and do the things that no one can imagine. We'll see you December 27th. Inbox myself or Lady T. Mm -hmm. Get your ticket because they are going fast. You're a man. That's it, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, bro. You thank already you, know. And thank you guys so much for watching. This has been Real Talk with Rajan, a local celebrity spotlight. I normally do these on Wednesday night, but my boy needed to get on, so I had to make it happen for my boy. Um, Wednesday night, I'm actually interviewing Zandrina Dunning and the cast and crew of Love and... Sorry. Love in Southern Discomfort. That's the name of the play. Love in Southern Discomfort, which is a stage play that they're doing right here in the Low Country, which is featuring such artists as Black Diamond, um, Alfonso Riley, and so many other great, great, great local artists. Zandrina Dunning, Dunning local singer, um, producer. She put on the Aretha Franklin play. Aretha Franklin um, um, concert. Concert. She did that. That was her. Um, she did the. Um, what up, Z? She did the. Um, she did a Stevie Wonder in a Motown review, and now she has Love and Southern Discomfort, which I believe is her first stage play. So I'm really excited for talking to them on Wednesday night. Um, little personal note: tomorrow is my birthday. I'll be 38 years old. God is good. I'll probably talk more about it tomorrow, but I'm really excited about that. Um, if this is your first time watching, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I always, I always encourage people to leave comments. Um, whether they're positive or negative, I want to grow and learn from your comments. So if this is your first time watching it, I hope you're going to watch again. If this is your last time watching it, think about it. We can do better. If I can do better, let me know how and I'm going to do it. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, this is also, so if you're listening to this on my podcast, thank you so much for listening. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Google Play, um, um, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, and you can find my video on YouTube and my website, www.realtalkwithrajan.com. And if you want to get merch, I have merch on my website as well. So that's everything for me. I want to thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you again, Troy, for being my guest. And always remember, always remember that God is everything and without him we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that's real talk. I will see y'all on Wednesday. Peace.